You are tuning into season three of the Commerce Insights podcast, where top digital commerce professionals share their insights and expertise. Brought to you by Woolman, the premier Shopify Plus agency for global brands. Woolman is an award-winning commerce partner for startups, scale-ups, and Fortune 500 companies. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of Commerce Inside Podcast by Woolman. Today with me I have Tuomo Riekki, CEO and founder of Focal. Tuomo, welcome to this episode. Thanks Mikko, great to be here. Tuomo, would you be so kind to introduce yourself to our listeners and also what inspired the ideal idea behind Focal? Sure, so my, my background actually goes more into the paid social world, so I was one of the founders of a company called Smartly.io, which is more from like the, the ad tech side of, of things. And uh, we founded the business about 10 years ago, uh, focused a lot on kind of like Facebook marketing and making sure that kind of campaigns are optimized and reported correctly. And kind of eventually over the years, of course, like the focus shifted a lot into like creatives and almost all the performance marketers were kind of creating their own like in-house creative teams and, and all of that to produce more content for these campaigns. And that over the years, of course, like led me and, and my co-founder nowadays, Andreas, to think about like what could be maybe improved in that creative process because it was very complicated for these teams to kind of operate and produce like hundreds of different like images and videos for these channels. So that's that's kind of like why we founded Focal about two years ago. So I was at Smartly for eight years and now now working on this new early stage startup. Then. Lovely, uh, thanks, Tuomo. It's a, it's a great story and I remember your previous company really, really well uh, as a user and, and our cross, uh, sort of like past cross also in, in San Francisco once. But Tuomo, let's jump to Focal's features. So how does the AI-powered assets library of Focal refine the assets management processes, especially for these like D2C brands and in, especially in those cases when it's compared with more conventional approaches, meaning manual uh, assets management? Yeah, so so our, our thinking has always been to build a bit more like a, like a holistic tool in a way for the creative process. And typically kind of like the, the, the status quo in a way in, in this in this world is that you have like your typical like Google Drives and Dropboxes where you host all the files for the whole company. And then later when you're starting to grow and you have like hundreds of like assets and, and, and you produce on a weekly basis new content, you start to kind of like see like things breaking. Uh, you bring new team members. You might have like agencies who also produce stuff for you. And and then you, you start having like Asana boards and Monday and a lot of Google Sheets to track like what's live, uh, what's getting tested, like new ideas for creatives, uh, who's producing what and what timeline and all of that. So then it really like starts to break and you start seeing like kind of people navigate between like three different tabs and copy pasting information. And, and that's exactly like what we are solving at Focal. We're going to bring it all together and then like putting some automation on top of that and using kind of AI to recognize things from the assets and, and making it just like smoothly work through the whole process from like an idea of a new creative and then getting it live to a campaign, whether it's like Instagram or or something else in the in the social world. 
amazing. As a former PPC guy, I, I, I do know what you are doing. And, and now working as a consultant with like hundreds and hundreds of D2C brands, I've seen how, how they have been struggling. And sort of like the magic word here from my perspective is collaboration. So as we know that collaboration is crucial in a digital space, how is Foco reinventing interactions and collaborations among, just as you mentioned, different teams, creators and agencies in this uh, D2C landscape? Yeah, I, I think the key there is just to get like everyone in the same kind of workspace where you're also like producing the marketing content and all of that. So we've made it very easy for, for teams to essentially like kind of like bring these, these external partners to these boards and, and, and share them like the right access levels and, and whatnot. So that you don't have to have like kind of separate email chains and Slack channels and whatnot with these partners. And then when everyone is on the same page, it's very much easier to kind of like share like feedback on what worked, what didn't, what's the timeline for the new creative concepts being produced. So everyone is on the same page. I think that's pretty extraordinary. And as I look at our customers, there might be like 15 people in the same email loop. So getting sort of a combination of those like notions and uh, the visual stuff, it truly uh, should help uh, the pain of so, so many. And, and Tuomo, please tell us more about one uh, specific feature. So we were intrigued by your media player feature. Can you explain in short its core functionalities for our listeners who have never seen it live? Yeah. So with Focal, like we started to, to essentially build a tool from kind of a project management perspective, because everyone uses something like Asana or Monday or, or just like a Google Sheet to track like campaigns and new creative concepts. So we always thought that it's, it's so annoying to see like a link to a Google Drive and then you have to click it open and then you have to possibly even like download a file and preview it on your own computer. And, and that takes a lot of time and, and, and breaks the feedback as well, because then you, you would kind of give a comment that on five second point, like maybe let's change this text here or something like that. So we've made it sure that actually uh, everywhere in, in, in the focal tool, you will see a video like previewing right there. When you hover over with your mouse, like you see, start seeing the video play. And if you actually click the video, you get to a, like a full player where you can also actually like add like mocks of like different ad units. So you can actually see like how it would look like in an Instagram story or in a different ad unit. And then you can comment right there that that five second point, let's change this or, or move the call to action to a different place. So everyone is on the same page again uh, with the feedback and, and the whole team can actually like provide like feedback and actionable ideas for the, for the creatives. And often we see that the, the designers then build like later revisions of the files and all of that can also live within the media player as well. I think to me that sounds like super smart. And, and as you mentioned, the feedback loop, so let's uh, dig deep here. So the creative feedback loop is a pivotal aspect of, of pretty much all the brand marketing and also these days like more and more the PPC world. Can you elaborate on its importance and how Focal aids uh, brands in, in optimizing the whole uh, brand marketing part? Yeah, the, the creative feedback loop is, is something that definitely you should have some sort of process for. Uh, quite often we see that there's, there's something kind of produced like one time for one campaign and then the next campaign, like all the learnings are basically kind of like lost. <laughs> but typically like, especially in performance marketing, you should have more of an evergreen idea of like running, running campaigns all the time and like all the time getting like new ideas and, and concepts live and slightly maybe testing new, new hooks and, and so on in your campaigns. But that definitely like needs that your teams are close to each other. Uh, 
too often we also see that the media buyers who run the campaigns, they are too far away from the, from the people who actually like produce the videos and so on. And then there's no data uh, to, be, to be shared with the people. Like there might be like a monthly slide deck or like a Tableau dashboard or something where maybe the designers could maybe go and see like how the different creative iterations worked and, and, and performed. But of course, often like the, the, the designers won't understand like all the fancy metrics and, and terms that the media buyers are using. So I think like the dialogue between these two functions and having them very close to each other is, is key, crucial there to, to have some sort of like a feedback loop and, and, and being able to produce better concepts all the time. But I, I think also in many teams we've seen that, that, that sharing some sort of like an idea tracker is a really good idea as well. Because often the media buyers are the best ones to actually come up with like new ideas. They have maybe seen like competitors and like other brands test and see performance. So maybe having like a backlog, just like a sheet or something with like tens of different ideas to maybe test and, and, and produce in the next campaigns and, and see what works for your brand. I truly like those comments, Tuomo. And then another practical thing that I've noticed in many cases, especially when going more to sort of like the enterprise space, is that when you're running a very global operation, that not necessarily like New Zealand is aware of what really worked well in the States in comparison to Finland. So uh, sort of like I see that teams are not com- com- having that kind of communication internally on the level that they should. And in some cases, if they have like some really really strong ads or really strong campaigns in one market, they fail to adapt the, the lessons to another one just due to these internal hurdles in, in communication. <laughs> that, that's a very good point. That especially with the global brands, like you might have like even different agencies who work in different regions. And then, the, then the feedback and the ideas get completely lost. Yeah, but that's, that's exactly why you should have like a global tracker in a way, like what has been tested, what should we test? And what were the results as well? It doesn't have to be like super uh, data-based. I, I, I think like it can be also just like thumbs up, thumbs down, like what worked and what didn't. Totally. Tuomo, what about the, then the visual aspect? So as example, the visual appeal in assets is essential, but then again, it's all about performance. So how does your solution strike a balance to ensure that developed assets are both uh, pleasing in terms of the aesthetics and effective in, in driving those hard conversions. Yeah, so so we ourselves, we, we of course don't produce the creatives. So in a way, like that's still up for your like in-house creative team inside the brand or maybe the creative agencies to kind of actually produce like like the ads and, and, and define like what's the what's the style that you want for your brand. But I think like the variety is key here. Like you should have definitely like different types of ads, like thinking about like the more like the statics and, and the different UTC content type of ads. And within the UTC, like there are so many different types of like ads and videos that you can, you can mash up and, and cut. Uh, and of course you have like your sort of more like dynamic, like kind of shopping ads and kind of metas shopping type of like things that you can, you can of course play around with as well. So I think the variety is, is definitely something that you should have there. And, and of course it depends on your brand, like how, how sort of crappy looking you can go. But definitely, like sometimes we see, like the the ugly ducklings in a way work better in, in in campaigns. So there might be something very like high cost produced, like really nice, beautiful, on brand creatives. But then that doesn't really maybe perform. But maybe then the UGC video that was cut in 10, 10 seconds <laughs> works really well for your brand. So better to test that and 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 kind of define maybe the level that you're you're happy with. 
Superb. Tuomo, explain us a bit about your value. So could you walk us through how Focal streamlines the briefing, storage and publication of these like high caliber ads and what distinct advantages does this offer to digital brands? So if you sum up everything that you have been talking about. Yeah, so first of all, like kind of like the, the whole whole idea in a way in Focal is to streamline that process from, from many tools to one place. And, and usually uh, that then covers kind of like the project management. So that what you would typically do in like Asana or Monday, that, that can that can be done in, inside Focal. And then also like storing all the files, reviewing all the files. So then you won't need like the Google Drives and Dropboxes and frame IOs for like reuse and, and, and whatnot. And then also like the spreadsheets, kind of like as mentioned, uh, the sort of like tracking of new ideas and concepts, like that's also something that we cover inside the tool. So the whole process can live in one place. That's the whole idea of the tool. But what it leads to is basically like better visibility within the team and with the agencies as well, kind of like being able to uh, jump to like new agencies and test them and, and, and bring them into your boards quite, quite smoothly and, and quickly. But then automations, I think that's something that we are now focusing quite a lot on. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of manual work involved with like naming the files correctly for like tracking purposes later on, or then like uploading the files to like different channels. And those are things that we are now automating. So you can set up like rules and, 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 and such things to basically take out that manual work that might take like hours in the teams per week. Great. Uh, that sounds uh, very helpful and I'm super always like keen to see the results. So definitely, definitely something. And I want to take one detail from there. As, as you mentioned, all of these traditional cloud storages such as Google Drive and Dropbox, the ones that we see a lot, at least with our customers. So how does Focal ease the tran uh, transition for, for these businesses and how hard it is to take your solution in place if you have been using, as example, Google Drive for five years? Will it be a big leap or is it, is it an easy transition to, to your solution? Yeah, it, 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 it can feel definitely like a, like a really big pain to move, move like potentially tens of thousands of files from many years to a new solution. But we actually integrate with Google Drive and we're most likely building a Dropbox integration later on as well. So you don't have to think about it in a way that one day we are moving everything from one place to another. But it's more like kind of like focal tapping into your existing Google Drive and then we can uh, pull some folders from there and, and potentially maybe reorganize some of the things. Quite often we see that the, the customers, when they're coming to Focal, they, they also realize their existing like folder structure and naming convention is a mess. So I, I, th I think like the, the hardest thing for the clients to come up with is maybe like, how should it be? Like kind of thinking together, like what should be the right structure that you can find like the right uh, asset from like two years ago from the campaign that worked really well and you want to have it as a reference, like it's typically impossible to find it later on. But, but I think kind of like coming up with a good structure that helps you find and navigate is the key there. And of course, like metadata is, is often, often a topic with this. So also like maybe potentially on top of the file name that usually covers a lot of information, coming up with like things like who was the agency producing the creative or what was the concept, what was the hook that was tested in this creative. So all of that can be like different meta fields. Uh, in, in the assets and then help kind of like navigate it uh, later on for searching and, and also for the media buyers to find the right assets. But in many cases, we've also like 
helped customers with a bit of like AI assistance as well to essentially like import tens of thousands of files and use a bit of like ChatGPT type of features to come up with these metadata that were kind of missing from their old Google Drive setups. That sounds altogether very promising. Tuomo, tell us about one of your D2C customer cases. Would you mind sharing their journey with improved access management and the concrete outcomes they achieved so far? And what about then again, like the time saving? So after investing to Focal, what can one expect to receive? Yeah, so we work with quite quite many like cool kind of growing D2C brands, especially here in Europe. Uh, and we work with companies like Estric, for example, from Sweden, or Labfres and Oyo Skincare and Viba, for example, here in in, in Finland. And I, I think for them, the outcome is usually like just like a more efficient marketing process. And many of them work with agencies as well. So kind of like that collaboration is smoother. It's easy to also like bring on new new vendors as well to these focal boards and whatnot. But I think like one example maybe from Viba, uh, they they work with just typical very like Google Drive, Slack, email type of setup, and and they've been uh, able to definitely like improve uh, the efficiency and and kind of move move away from like manual sort of like briefing work and and focus more on the strategy and actually coming up with like new creative concepts. So they they have definitely loved working with. Focal. And then one other like big client, I can't name them unfortunately, but they, they there we have actually like measured like the real sort of numerical kind of improvements. And, and there I think the output has doubled actually for like produced creatives and they're already producing like hundreds per week or something. And then also on the time saving for just like one creative producer, it has been like 10 hours a week just to kind of uh, free time from like the manual sort of moving of tickets and, and approving creatives and giving comments and and talking in Slack channels and whatnot. Thanks, Tuom. I really appreciate the actual case examples. They are always uh, good to hear. And as we have been talking about the past and the present, let's talk about the future. Our, our listeners always want to understand the future as well. So with the digital content space rapidly evolving, what's on the horizon for uh, Focal in the upcoming three years? Uh, are there any feature or uh, additional things we should be looking out for? The, the vision for us over the many, many years to come is definitely to build a bit more like an operating system for like marketing creative and the best possible tool in a way that customers would love to use on a daily basis and, and, and free up their time for something more more powerful and, 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 and better for them to do than, than the manual work. But I, I, I think in the startups, like thinking it's more like three months versus three years. So so we are very much kind of based on customer feedback, like improving the tool and 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 adding new functionalities and automations there. But I think definitely with the automations, like naming conventions, uh, being able to automatically produce those for customers, then also those like integrations to like different media platforms, like Meta, for example, or Google Ads, being able to push uh, files there automatically for the media bars to act on. Those are some things that we are now working on. And then maybe next year, we are also thinking about the creative insights and how to build like a very like visual experience for the designers to also like see what worked and what didn't. Uh, that's typically a really big bottleneck in the teams, as as, as we discussed, uh, kind of how how you can have the whole team on the same same level with the data and an understanding of what works. So there are a lot of like exciting things to build on there. 
Superb. Can't wait to see them live. Tuomo, my last question for today is that with your really like rich background in the PPC space, what wisdom would you offer to D2C brands willing to elevate their digital acquisition processes, especially concerning content creation, management and fine tuning? What are your best advice to brands? First of all, I, I think you shouldn't overcomplicate things. I, I think especially in the in the in the sort of performance marketing you too often see like a super complicated setup where you have like thousands of ads and assets and you try to optimize the budgets and bits and everything there. Uh, but I think nowadays you can run things quite quite simply as well and, and let kind of like the algorithms of different platforms do like the, the optimization. But of course you shouldn't run blind. You should have like a really good reporting solution in place, attribution, all of that, so that you can actually like track performance, for example, on a creative level. And then when it comes to creative, I think uh, it's it's super crucial that you have that like testing kind of a mentality inside the inside the team, and you have like enough variety as we discussed. You have like different types of uh, formats. Uh, you should have like the statics. You should have the carousels. You should have like the the UTCs and and whatnot, and and testing different videos, and 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 especially for that, I think it's 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 crucial that you also have enough like raw material that you can then later on with like video editing tools and video editors uh, kind of like test and, and mash up in a new, new different ways and, and all of that. And definitely allocating enough resources for creative testing. I think we see that some of the best brands spend maybe more than 20% of their budgets even to just like creative testing and, and, and testing new concepts that don't have data yet, uh, that they would be the best, best ones, but they might become the best ones in the next, next weeks and months. Yeah, I, I think those are those are some of the things that I would focus on. Make sure you're learning. Make sure your data is correct with the naming conventions. You sort of actually like track based on the on, on on the file that you run, and and automate the manual work. Uh, don't spend the time in in like Google Sheets and moving rows and and manually changing things here and there. But you should definitely use tools like Focal, for example, to automate like the creative process and and and. and spend the time on something, something more important. Super. Thanks, Tuomo. Very valuable for sharing all of your uh, key lessons and learnings. Last thing, where can people find more about Focal and you? So the website is, is now live with some, some updated information. It's, it's Focal Inc's uh, Focal INC. Uh, you can sign up there and, and there are pricing plans available and, and whatnot. So we would love to have more D2C brands as well, testing the tool and, and seeing, the, seeing the value. Great. Thank you, Tuomo, so much for your uh, time and tune in for next episode in two weeks. Take care. Cool. Thanks, Mika. This episode was sponsored by Ellis, the data management platform trusted by growing Shopify Plus brands and by Taiga, the award-winning premium Shopify 2.0 team. Choose Taiga for unparalleled speed, conversion optimization, and visual storytelling. Thank you for tuning in today. We look forward to connecting you again in two weeks.